Did anybody ever call you Drew? No, no, I'm not a fan of Drew. That's uh, in school. I went by AJ. Very few people have ever called me Andrew. (laughs) What do you go by? True. Like forever? I've always been Drew because my real name is Earl. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Cultivate, a podcast about the people and technology that are blazing a trail in the cannabis industry. Hey, welcome to another episode of Cultivate brought to you by Boveda. We are live. Live, yes. We are live. live at 164th in Cleveland in Redmond, Washington at Origins, Origins Cannabis. Cannabis. I had it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't forget where we were. Oh, this is exciting for us. It's exciting for us to be in your building and to see your operation and and to get a load of your brand and to feel the vibe of being here, it's uh, it's awesome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Really appreciate it. Right this is Andrew, by the way. Scott, Drew. Thank you. Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Um, yeah, my name's Andrew. Um, I'm down here at Origins Cannabis. Uh, been in medical, transitioned over from medical to recreational. So it's been a great ride. Uh, love my job every day. So this is a different feel than a lot of uh, dispensaries or, or retail operations that we've been in. It's a really well-considered brand. You put a lot of time into building the brand. Can you talk a little bit about the story behind Origins and why it is the way it is and what's so special about it? Yeah, the brand itself means a lot. You know, there's a, there's a lot of love that went into the brand. Um, it's really about changing the perspective of cannabis. You know, that's what the brand stands for. When you wear that origin shirt and you're walking down the street and you see somebody else in an origin shirt, it's that secret society of saying, oh, what's up, how you doing, and knowing who they are. So for us, it was all about how do we get the customer into the right product from the very beginning? Uh, So we worked with Confidence Analytics to develop a system called the cannabinoid ratio system, which compares the ratios to THC. Therefore, a customer can get the same experience every single time they come into our store. And then it's categorized into lifestyles. So it makes shopping really easy if you're an expert or if you're a newbie and you want to try it out. So I had, I felt this way when I walked in that this is very unique because no matter if you're a novice or if you're uh, somebody that has some knowledge of what cannabis is about, maybe a little bit of experience, or if you're an expert, there's a entrance ramp for anybody walking into this environment, the way you're greeted at the door, the way you're treated, uh, the way they walk you through the process, uh, the, the way the, do you call them bud tenders here? Cannabis guides. Cannabis guides. Yeah, the awesome. reason for that is they, they get a lot of training, you know, a lot of training and putting people in the right products. So we look at it as they're guiding you to the experience that you're looking for when you enter the store. So this is a great place for a person to come that's curious about cannabis, that wants to understand what the effects of different strains are, different approaches to how you're gonna ingest cannabis, whether you're gonna smoke it or vape it or, or uh, topical or uh, edible or you name it. So th- there's a there's a entry level for every uh, appetite and for every level of expertise. Absolutely. Well, is that fair? <clears throat> and a lot of dispensaries are very overwhelming. So you walk into it and you feel nervous and it's like, what is going on? Where am I? You're kind of lost. So when someone walks in here, it's very warm and welcoming. And it's like you said, it's easy to find what you want. And the people here are great. So it's it's a fun place for sure. Remind us of what the website uh, address is. OriginsCannabis.com. So I went on the website and you have a, a, a tool on the website where you can actually move a, uh, a, a dimmer switch or you, you, you push a button and it causes you to go across a spectrum of different categories of cannabis. Can you talk about the different categories and 
how people plug into those categories? Yeah, absolutely. So the categories are developed for an experience. So we have categories self-discovery. Um, it's going to be an intense high, like more of a meditative high. And then we have our adventurous, which is going to be uh, a ratio that's going to get you stimulated. Like, you know, because not everybody consumes cannabis at the same level. Some people smoke it before they go on a hike. Some people smoke it to go to bed. So they would use our after hours. Um, we have our social, which is just a really social, giggly, uplifting, stimulating cannabis. And so those lifestyles allow you to be able to come in and pick the right kind. That's awesome. So uh, one of the questions I had when, when you uh, conceived of this space, when you came up with this brand idea, uh, what is it about the Pacific Northwest that you guys are really owning in this space that's so, that feels so, so like home? I mean, there's a, there's a vibe here that I picked up on walking in. Can you talk a little bit to the, how you guys designed that? Yeah, so I mean, the vibe really was about the Pacific Northwest. You know, we spend a lot of time, you know, out in the Pacific Northwest enjoying nature. And we wanted to bring that vibe right into the store. So you walked in and you felt like you were in Seattle. You felt like you were part of what we're trying to grow. That's awesome. Can you explain, I want to hear this from you, the transition from medical to recreational <laughs> and kind of went into all of that? Yeah, you know, that's that was a ride. You know, we went from uh, police officers knocking on the door saying they're going to search our premises. You know, we started in a closet and then we went from a closet to a house and then we went from a house to two houses. And then we went to our first dispensary, which is medical. And we opened the doors to the public. Um, you know, and that transition was amazing. We, we were able to see individuals come in and use cannabis uh, for medical reasons. And when you see something like that transformation happen in real life, there's no going back. You know, you're sold to the industry and you really believe in what you're doing. Um, and, and that's something you just can't, you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you uh, talk about pesticides and, and the approach that the company has had to uh, pesticides and what people can count on when they buy their cannabis products from Origins? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, you know, the, the product is one of the most important things. It's, it's, it's equally as important as the experience. Um, and pesticides play a huge part in cannabis. You know, cannabis has never been clinically proven to cause cancer or anything else. And, and the fear is that one day it will because of how we're allowed to use pesticides in the state. Um, you know, for us, we make sure that there's only neem oil, waters, there's a couple of other organic pesticides, but we go through and we do independent tests every quarter on certain products. Our origin certified product is actually test for that lot to ensure that you're not getting pesticides. So you bring up the idea of origin certified, and I know when I went on the website, that's there's a lot of focus on the origin certified, uh, the naming and the, what that uh, really means to the customer. Can you? Talk about what that means. Uh, what what is the standard that you've created with Origin Certified? Yeah, so the certification that we went through is is really because there's not one out there. So for us, it was about being transparent. We wanted a customer to be able to come in, know exactly what they were getting and how they were getting it. Um, so we test it for pesticides. We do a full terpene profile, and again, that's for the novice or that's for somebody that's learning. We want you to be able to understand it. So you get your terpenes, your cannabinoid ratio, and a pesticide test when you purchase that product. Awesome. And, and building off that, what, what else separates you from other dispensaries? The ratio system is definitely important. I mean, that allows you to come in and get the same experience. You know, right now in the marketplace, this is an immature marketplace, right? So if we're all growing Blue Dream and we have different phenotypes, we smoke it, it's going to give you a different experience. And unfortunately, there's no DNA testing on these plants. So you can actually grow a Blue Dream. And if it's not selling, you can change the name to Gorilla Glue and put it on the marketplace. Right, so you're getting a very inconsistent experience from a customer side. Yeah. So for us, it's that transparency, that ratio allows you to identify that exact experience when you come in. So it's irrelevant if it was Blue Dream. You can find something else that's equally as good. Awesome, very cool. 
Awesome. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to come here and to uh, enjoy your space and to do our podcast from your space. Uh, the welcome that we've received has been warm and uh, really impressed with your operation. Thank you so much. I know you want to get John into the flow too. So yeah, absolutely. John I, does. I have one more question. Do you have any big plans for 2018? Anything you guys are looking forward to? Um, this upcoming year? You know, we're, we're really looking forward to growing the brand and help set the standards in the marketplace. We're going to play a little bit more of an active role throughout the industry to try to develop systems that are going to be a little bit more uh, impactful than what we have seen through the marketplace right now. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks. And Thanks I'm going to bring John in. He does all the uh, sourcing for our store. Very yeah. cool. So when he referred to it, he talked about the curating. He was the curator for the different products in the store. So this will be interesting to get into... <clears throat> Because I did you wander around out in the yeah? Show there's floor? a ton of different stuff, and I it's it's mind blowing. How do you how do you pick and choose and and go through all that? So be fun to hear from John. And here's John. John, can you introduce yourself and explain to everyone what you do here at Origins? Hi, my name is John Sherman. I do the product curation for Origins Cannabis. Um, my job is beautiful. Full time, I drive around to all of our grow partners and source the best cannabis in the state. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've got uh, a brand that you've built. You've got uh, clothing. You've got uh, coffee. Can you talk a little bit about the different ways you reach people through the lifestyle uh, that, you've, that you've created in the brand? Certainly. So first, I mean, as Andrew kind of touched on, it's creating something that's palatable for the new consumer, but then something that's also backed by science. So that was, that was the approach that we're taking. And then we want to use the brand origins to leverage, you know, in other fields, coffee, um, you know, and other ways of kind of propagating the message. And it's all premium uh, quality product orientation. Everything about the brand experience is quality. Everything's premium. I mean, that's the thing that's so appealing to us. Um, our brand is a premium brand. We're all about maximizing people's ability to enjoy their passions. That's the ethic behind our company and it really feels like we're at home this is like we're at home around our own brand the, the same kind of uh, wholesome uh, constructive uh, kind respectful you know when when Andrew mentioned the love I mean you feel it when you walk in and you look at the way it's the products are displayed and the way people explain them to you and the way that people treat people around here it's spectacular so is that all part of the yeah, you know, we we do see the, the the premium aspect, but we want to be very approachable as well. We want to be somewhere where where everybody is feels welcome. Um, we have standards in place, um, and we want it to to truly kind of be that environment where you'd feel comfortable bringing your mother to. Yeah, um, and that's really know, what I felt walking in here was like I said to Andrew, you can feel really overwhelmed when you walk into certain dispensaries and people aren't very nice. Um, and you don't get that here. I mean, it is very welcoming, welcoming and, and warm, and it's oh, just a fun place. Totally. Yeah, I, uh, I've, been, I've been able to witness so many interesting things since I've, since I've been here. I mean, there's times I've been sitting back in the office, and I look out, and I see, you know, a grandmother with her granddaughter holding hands up at the front counter. I mean, yeah. who, who would have ever thought that day would have come? I right. mean, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty magical uh, thing, I mean, for especially probably for the granddaughter to to take grandma to get some some arthritis cream or you know some CBD medication for uh, you know for whatever that that ailment may, may be. So back to the products, how do you pick certain products to put into your dispensary? What's the process for 
vetting out certain brands and products? Do you have a team here that all tries it? Is it just you or just kind of explain that whole process? Sure, sure. So what we do is, I mean, first off, it's it's going to the grows. It's it's building relationships. I think that's that is so key to to know your farmer. You know, know what they're doing, understand them, go in there and and, and appreciate the people that are trimming the bud to the people that are growing the bud, because that all just creates a better product for for origins. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so so keeping that full circle thing intact is is incredibly important. Um, it's so easy. I mean, there's there's a little bit of an imbalance of of product here in the marketplace where there's a ton of producers and processors and not a lot of retailers. I mean, the number of retailers is is steadily growing, but there's still uh, a a great imbalance of of product supply and demand. And uh, and so with that uh, comes a you know people knocking on your door constantly trying to get product in there. And and so what do you what do you do and how do you react to that? Um, I spend three days a week just cruising around to different grows going in, checking out their practices, um, reading into things, even to the point where we will assess a grow room with how many lights are in there, how many AC splits, so we know how many tons of AC they're running in there, so we can really start to to project quality over seasons. Um, There's a lot of underfunded gardens out there that are in in places that get extremely hot in the summertime. And and we want to make sure that they have adequate uh, equipment to be able to control quality during those those seasons so so of all the products that you can choose from what percentage of them actually qualify to be on the shelf at origins in 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 washington what of all the the uh the ideas that you see the salespeople that drop in the the uh, phone calls that you get what percentage of those end up on your shelf i think what's what's honestly a a little to me is a little more important is the people that we do pick it's it's a, a very small percentage of even the flower that they grow that we curate from um, they might grow 50 pounds of, of, of a particular strain, and we want to go there and select five pounds that were, were extra special. Um, we know that the, the quality is going to differ from where it's out on the plant. We know, um, I mean, being able to put our nose in the bags and, and, and actually smell the product and, and taste the product and just and not just look at numbers. That's yeah. fantastic. So you're doing a, a shopping job for the consumer going in with uh, an eye for quality and eye for understanding what really makes great cannabis and you're picking that out and and doing the hard part for the consumer they come here they get to see the best of the best the the uh, premium quality uh, strains from each of these different farms that you've taken the time to curate that's just fantastic yeah there's there's nothing hard about it it's just it's just do you love, pat- your, oh, it's, do you I, love your job i love it and i came from you know previously i came from the, the wine industry um, I worked at a few different wineries here in Woodenville, Washington, and I spent a lot of time going out to vineyards and, you know, working a similar situation where you you go down rows of vines and, you know, you you have to take those those grapes back and make make phenomenal wine out of it. Um, and so, I'm kind of kind of reliving what I went to school for. And uh, yeah, you know, I can and, see there's a lot of similarities there between totally. the wine industry uh, and the cannabis industry. So it's. It's cool and it's fun and I think uh, as it progresses, it will turn more into the wine industry and you'll have these really high-end brands that are maybe even doing long-term storage or different things and it really, uh, I mean, you, you get the, the, what do we call it, canna sewers? Canna sewers, yep. yep. And it's fun to see that, so. Yeah, so kind of going, I guess, back into some of the procedures as far as, you know, vetting gardens prior to bringing them in. Um, that is a that is certainly one thing that we do. We have we have all of our gardens sign an affidavit that's just kind of stating that they that they do uh, 
they follow all the practices by the state of Washington. Yep. And then the certification is is far more rigorous that talks about, you know, growth hormones and, and uh, you know, it, it kind of mirrors the organ uh, tilt standard. Very cool. That is cool. So it's a level of quality and a level of um, brand that people just aren't used to in this business. Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from your customers in, in the store? Are you hearing about it uh, firsthand? Are they coming back again and again to frequent your establishment? Uh, uh, do you have a loyalty program that you you promote in the Origins brand? Yeah, yep. We do a uh, we do a loyalty program based on your visits. Um, and as Andrew touched on earlier, what is you know that transparency leads to loyalty. And I think that there's a lot of a lot of low hanging fruit currently in this market, which will come around and bite people in the butt. And so we uh, we certainly don't we want to you know we want to get in front of that, be transparent from day one. Yeah. Doing the right thing and things will always fall into place. So that's awesome. Yeah. So for those of you who are wondering where we are, we're in Redmond, Washington. We're at 164th in Cleveland at Origins Cannabis. And we're really grateful to have the opportunity to come here and hang out with you, John. Have the conversation about how you built the brand, how you curate the product for the store. Uh, phenomenal job. And it's just a great vibe. It just, it feels like home for us. Yeah. And we, uh, we appreciate what Bovid is doing for this industry. And, uh, you know, we need more companies like yourselves to, to come in and, and really start to create that craft in this, yeah. in this market. So thanks for what you guys do and, and continue to do. Yeah, no, we love working with you guys. It's been uh, nothing but a pleasure. So, yeah. And what I think too, you know, the, the don't buy dry, uh, we, we ran a campaign just to touch on real, real briefly. Um, we ran a, uh, a campaign called friends don't let friends smoke bad cannabis. <laughs> and what we were able to do is we were able to take, um, products that, that people bought in the marketplace that, that they didn't, that they didn't like, whether they bought it at origins or they bought it at another store, they could bring their empty package back to, uh, to, to an origins an unlicensed premises to return their empty containers. Mm -hmm. And there we would help, un help us understand what it was that they didn't like. And so they'd fill out a quick little iPad survey and it was, it was, we were blown away by what the results were. It was because their product was too dry. And so when we circled back through and we started to look at some of the testing standards, what we realized is that um, with a lot of the, the microbial testing in the state, people would drop their moisture levels significantly so that they would pass tests. I mean, there was even cases of, you know, hearing people microwaving things before they take them to a lab. Wow. Um, so that, that moisture content was, was completely off what people weren't used to. And, you know, from that, that's where we really started to kind of, you know, learn and research Bovida. And we were like, you know, this is, this is a solution to a problem that we have mm -hmm. because of, you know, the way they've, they've got testing set up. So, um, but customers don't want to buy dry. And so we've, uh, we've definitely uh, realized that. And I mean, there's, there's just absolutely huge potential for you guys in this space. So the so. whole conversation last year was about seed to sale. And what's happened this year because of the competition and because of the way the business of cannabis is maturing is it's become from seed to satisfaction. Every brand is starting to care about the end user. It's not just about what happened to get it sold off of your dock and into the marketplace. Uh, it ends up being about the individual at the other end of the system that is taking your product off the shelf, uh, buying it, having an experience, uh, and, and deciding whether or not they're gonna be loyal to that brand. So uh, the extra care and concern that you guys are putting in, it's obvious in everything that you do around here, that you care deeply about the people that you're impacting with the cannabis products that you sell. 
with all the, the uh, uh, clothing and the merchandise that you sell, with the coffee that you sell. I mean, it's all, it's all a, big par a part of a bigger picture about caring about people. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it. Yeah, you really can. Lance Lambert, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. It's our first remote. We're at Origins Cannabis in Redmond, Washington. The reason we're here is because Lance knows just about everybody in the cannabis business and has joined Boveda as the head of our cannabis section. Welcome to Cultivate Lance. Thank you. Thanks for having me. DJ Romance. <laughs> you went there. So what is happening? So one thing that I thought I'd offer up is just a little bit of an industry update on what's going on. Something uh, always keep the team uh, abreast to and wanted to share with our listeners as well. Um, a lot of things going on, though, domestic and international. So kind of breaking right into it to share with you guys uh, some big news coming out of the South. You know, that's a, definitely a part of the country. It's been a little behind the curve, uh, not just re with respect to the adult use, but also to a certain extent, the uh, medicinal side of the industry. So um, actually I have some legislation getting put in place in uh, Tennessee and Georgia, um, trying to move forward medical, which is a big win. Uh, there's actually quite a bit of growing that goes on in the, the Southeast that people don't know about. So it's kind of an interesting thing to hear. Um, our friends to the North as well, Canada, which, uh, you know very much about that market. Yep. Uh, one thing that, again, we've been so busy with the industry here in the States that uh, Canada has been going after it big time. And Trudeau, who came into office uh, just a few years back, uh, that was a big message that he had, just like the new governor, governor of Jersey, uh, that he was really coming in with marijuana, with the fact that he wanted to legalize cannabis at a whole other level. And uh, so a lot of stuff coming out of deals that uh, some of the larger LPs up there, like Tilray and Aurora, uh, they're partnering with not just other companies, uh, but they're partnering with other countries. So partnering with the likes of Italy, with Greece, uh, conversations in Australia, conversations in South America, Germany, around supply, Germany, Israel, so in Germany, uh, Israel's another one. So uh, the fact that we're a little behind the curve in that respect, uh, but it's great to hear again that the expansion is moving to an international space that much faster. For the uninformed viewer that doesn't realize Canada is actually free to pursue this industry with some federal support. Yes. Uh, which we don't enjoy in the United States because our uh, federal government still lists this uh, a plant as a Schedule One narcotic. Yeah, something I never understood, a fast fact, being a criminal justice major in college and studying all schedules of, of drugs and narcotics, uh, that never made sense to me back then. And people ask, you know, did you really question that? And no, I didn't, because my two teachers in that that major were an ex-sheriff, L.A. sheriff of 18 years and an ex-LAPD lieutenant of 17 years. Uh, so the fact that this is what they knew, you really didn't question it. But it never quite fit compared to opioids, and PCP, and uh, Molly, MDMA, things like that. If and when the day comes that the United States changes the code so that we're actually supporting these entrepreneurs and in, in, uh, building their businesses and serving the world, in the meantime, Canada gets to take advantage of that yes. without, without our interference. <laughs> Very much so. And that's the thing that it's a big deal because you're talking about um, several provinces that are all on the same page. So people don't understand while Uruguay was the first country technically to legalize as a, as a full country cannabis, uh, for Canada to come on board from an adult use standpoint from essentially New Brunswick or Nova Scotia all the way to Vancouver, BC is a huge undertaking. Because, yeah, while it may be only 10 provinces, uh, that's still 
about 36.3 million people populace that had to be swayed to vote to majority. Now, don't get me wrong, we have, we're at, uh, between who you talk to, mainstream or, or industry-specific uh, media outlets, you know, the acceptance rates in the U.S. anywhere, between 57 and 59 percent. So we already know that the vast majority have spoken, but we know that that doesn't always uh, dictate what ends up as an outcome in politics for the U.S. So Canada's recreational uh, freedoms will go into full effect in July 1st. July 1st. That's what we're, yeah, we just heard about a month ago. They're a little, um, it's kind of up in the air. They're still going for July 1st, but there are a few things that Parliament brought up, uh, questioning around uh, some of the due process as it gets to the counter, so to speak. Uh, but they're still tentatively shooting for, for mid-year. So, yeah, big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're broadcasting uh, the Cultivate podcast brought to you by Bovida. We're broadcasting today or podcasting today or whatever we call it now. Uh, we used to say <laughs> broadcast. Uh, but we're podcasting from the uh, Origins Cannabis uh, location on 164th and Cleveland in Redmond, Washington. Yep. And we're really grateful to be here. We do want to do a few shout outs, some thanks uh uh, Angela and Kate and Andrew and Torian uh, that greeted us so warmly and took such good care of us today. We want to thank you. Uh, we want to thank uh, Andrew and John for taking the time to have us out here and spending the time uh, behind the mic and uh, talking about how you created this brand. Uh, we want to thank you for that. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be here. And uh, the first of our On the Road podcast with Lance. Yes. And in a great market. I just have to point that out. This is a phenomenal. The this Northwest, is. a lot of people don't realize, I just have to continue the fast facts, right? So being from the Colorado market where I cut my teeth, uh, you know, they, they've got a fair population out there. But technically, Washington was the largest by populace as far as adult use up until California came online. It's a kind of interesting fact that we're talking about over 7 million consumers in Washington alone. They've been doing their own thing up here, but they've been doing it phenomenal. Um, and some of the things that are in play here are very similar going back to Canada, yeah. where essentially you have a non-vertical integration uh, assimilation, which in many ways makes sense. A little bit mm -hmm. of church and state. So yeah. What tell people what that means? Vertical so, integration. Yeah, there's a lot of buzzwords, especially about four or five years ago. You mentioned seed to sale was one that's really big. Like you, you say um, you have a different expression. Seed to satisfaction. Seed to satisfaction, and I call it seed to social because that's something that I like about this brand here. These guys don't just care about what happens when it hits the counter, but they care about what happens when it hits the consumer. And plus when plus you also bought the website. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm a true, I'm a tech guy. All right, I'm a true believer. So, uh, but having said that, so vertical integration is an expression we use where uh, an entity essentially owns that product from uh, the time they put it in the ground until it's harvest, dried, cured, packaged, all the way up to the sale, to the retail side. So you'd own the grow and the processing and all the inclusive. dispensary all in one, exactly. under one umbrella. Yeah, which, you know, from a um, quality uh, standpoint, you know, it really does make it that much easier to manage. Uh, but flip side, again, with the industry up here, and, and I think these guys have done an excellent job of it. I don't think uh, AJ spoke too much about it, but they really command that quality even though they don't have full control. So they'll be working with their growers and making sure that it's as organic as possible and it's cured properly and that it's packaged properly and that it's presented properly. So um, that's something we really applaud them because a lot of entities out here, they just go, okay, we get what we get, we put it on the shelf and sell it. So for them to really adapt and make the most of a situation that is essentially, again, dividing church and state, similar 
you know, to what Canada is doing with LPs, uh, licensed producers, um, LDs, licensed distributors, and then LRs, licensed retailers. Um, it's really nice that these guys aren't just, okay, we'll take what we can get. Because you hear about that in other markets. There's there's stores in Portland where my friends are growers in South Oregon. They come with a, you know, essentially 400 pounds and a huge duffel bag and go, do you want to buy this? And, and, and that's to the extent of, of the process. So, yeah, some cool stuff going on up here in the Northwest for sure. And it's time for hashtag ask Bovida. We've got a question from Angela Carson on our Instagram. This is kind of funny because... We actually have a new campaign. Sorry, no, don't show it yet. <laughs> kind of around this question that Lance came up with. The question is, can I really use tortillas to help keep my cannabis fresh? That's a great question. Tortillas were used at one point. Uh, actually, anything that anyone could get their hands on that had any moisture to it, be it orange peel. Orange peels. Bananas. Banana peels. Apples. Apple slices. Yeah. Maybe with a little cheese. Delicious. Moist towels. Some people, Um, I don't know who, use moist paper towels. So the new campaign that Lance thought up, Lance Romance, the new head of the cannabis section for Boveda, is keep your time. Save your tortillas. (laughs) And we'll leave our nickname from college out of it because it's been two decades. You guys are killing me. So Jesus. no, you're looking right you could, at it. You know, here's here's okay. I'm not. I'm behind it. So it says Evos Stakos. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm reading it upside down. <laughs> so the bottom line is, we don't give advice. Okay, we do one thing and we do it really well, and we don't sit here and brag about how fabulous we are either. But the trip about Bovida is, it's not about us. It's about you. Take our product, use it in your process, and come up with your own conclusions. Do your own case studies. Don't take the sales guy's word for it. Have your own experience and see how it affects the quality of the way your cannabis flower smells, smokes, feels, the whole nine yards. Everybody that we come in contact with, we encourage them, try it in your own process. Yeah. Don't take our word for it. And it works out beautifully because people have their own experience they become advocates for a product, and that's why things are going the way they're going. That's how I got here as a personal story. I mean, you guys, I've known you this from is a the great, industry for some story. time. This yeah. is a great story. This is a great story. And uh, I actually happened to forget about an eighth in my trunk after doing a tour of a facility in And Colorado. for those people that don't understand what an eighth is at home. 3.5 grams. Okay, so it's an eighth of an ounce. Yes, eighth okay. of an ounce. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. I didn't say dime bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into nickels and dimes. What's a dime it's fine. Bag? So we, that's a whole different tangent. <laughs> we had guess how much canvas is in a bag, and I told it is is a bunch of Gen Y, which is fine. I relate with them, but I was like, oh, it looks like a QP, and they're like, what the hell's a QP? And I'm like, oh, that's a quarter pound. That's what you used to call when we were younger. I totally dated myself. But I digress. So I did. I had I had an eighth of cannabis. That'd be an eighth of an ounce um, that was sitting in in the trunk of my vehicle for about four weeks, and I forgot about. It. And I thought it was done. I mean, at that point, when you do have something that's dried out that far typically and you're in la um yeah or, or colorado uh, at this point i was in colorado so it's dry yeah it, it was already dry <laughs> we, we've discovered that and uh it was excessively dry i mean you look at the wrong way it turns into what we call keef which is essentially when you just have crumble it just turns into to dust essentially and uh i'd run into you guys i think it was at a champs convention and i had some samples and i put one in there and sure enough two days later it came back to life but the thing that impressed me the most wasn't just your point it wasn't just the feel in the look but it was also even the smell i mean it literally brought it back to life so i became very much an advocate of of 
with Boveda before becoming an employee of Boveda. Um, but you're right, you have to try it on your own. I did a side-by-side -side test too with a few other options. I didn't go retro into to lettuce and you know banana peels and such, but just from a not being a scientist perspective, I wouldn't want any cross-contamination from something else that, that's exuding terpenes. That's so that's one thing for everyone to know. It's, it's not a trick word. Everything has terpenes. A cinnamon stick has terpenes. Pine has terpenes. I mean, everything has these elements and it's what you smell and it's what you taste. And so if I'm putting a rotting banana peel that's going through what we call an oxidation process and that's off-gassing into my cannabis, that's ruining something's quality. I mean, it'd essentially be putting like I don't know, a five-day-old piece of cheese in with some Chopin vodka. Why would you corrupt something that somebody spent so much time and effort? But who, but who really hasn't leave? done that before? <laughs> <laughs> in this country? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that, that's the thing. So that's why we came up with the campaign. I, I was flying into uh, Santa Rosa for the Emerald Cup, and uh, have met, I grew up in the Bay Area, so I have many friends that are uh, genetics or growers themselves. And uh, one of them said, what's that company you work at now? And I said, oh, I work for Boveda. And he's like, well, we use Mexican Boveda. And I said, well, what's Mexican Boveda? I didn't know, like a knockoff or something? And he's like, no, we use tortillas. And I'm like, you know, it's the 21st century, right? I mean, <laughs> neither of us are old enough to go to Woodstock. So to give you an idea of demographic. And um, he's like, yeah, I know. It's just what I've done. And I said, just because it's what you've done isn't, isn't necessarily meaning what you should do. That same thing. I use the analogy of, you know, I could go wash my clothes down by the river, but somebody invented this thing called a washing machine. My God, it's awesome. I just throw clothes in it. It tells me when it's done with a little timer. Poof. It's so much simpler. It's the same thing with finding technology around this industry. You know, it's it's just an advantageous thing to do. So yeah, total tangent, but that's why we came up with that campaign and every grower gets a huge kick out of it. So they know where it's coming from. It's a great, and people react to the shirts. Uh, we have, <laughs> we've run out of these shirts at shows all the time. Uh, save your tortillas for, for Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us, listening. This is Cultivate presented by Boveda. What, Scott, what would I do if I had a question that I wanted to have answered either live on the podcast or by a phone call or an email back from you personally? I would hashtag Ask Boveda on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at info at Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Drew. Thanks a lot, Scott, for thanking me. And Lance, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. And thank you, Origins, for letting us be here. This we has appreciate been a blast. Us. All right. Fantastic. Right on.